You're listening to a very special Longbox Crusade episode, The 12 Days of Crusademus 2018. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree. Christmas my true love gave to me Four calling birds Three French hens Two turtle doves And a partridge in a pear tree On the fifth day of Christmas My true love gave to me On the sixth day of Christmas, my true love gave to me six geese a lane, five gold rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree. Four special missions, special missioning. Hello and welcome to the fourth installment of the 12 Days of Crusademus, brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusademus is our gift to the comic-loving podcast community to celebrate the holiday season. And we're celebrating the joyous season by sharing with you some often overlooked comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each day of the 12 Days of Crusademus, we'll be bringing you a hidden gem of a comic series, brought to you by either one of our Jingling All the Way co-hosts or one of our podcast celebrity guests. Until we get all the way to December 25th, Christmas Day. I'm your host for this fourth day of Crusademus, Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Christatos. And here are the right jolly old elves joining me for today's unwrapping. Let's introduce the Longbox team. Joining us is Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist. Pat, it's a prescription for danger. How are you today, my friend? I uh, drank all the eggnog. <laughs> I told you to save that for me. I've been I, waiting. I tried to pace myself and it didn't work. I didn't even get to spike it yet. I've just been no. around like an idiot for no reason. Well, you can be on a sugar high. Isn't that just your normal day to day? Let's do this. <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> also joining us is Delvin the Dark Web. Merry Christmas to you, my friend. Merry Christmas, Pat, and Happy New Year. Oh, Happy New Year as well, too. It is getting I'm close. Full, I'm full of Christmas cheer right now. Very at good. the time. I we're recording this, which is definitely close to Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> right around the corner. Also joining us is Jason Albrick, the Weasel Skull. Merry Christmas, Weasel. The Christmas Weasel. <laughs> yeah. I want to thank everybody for that lump of coal that I got last year. I'll put it with the rest of them, and I'm sure I can expect some more this year. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see who continues to be a Grinch this year. Oh, <laughs> oh and speaking of that, we have a very special guest this time around. And joining us around the fireplace with a hot cocoa in hand is our special guest, Aaron Moss. 
You may know him from his podcast, G.I. Joe, A Real American Headcast. Love that show. That's one of my favorites. Not just because I'm on it. Task Force X, where you get to learn about Suicide Squad and Checkmate. And then you got Head Speaks and a few other podcasts that Aaron does. So please welcome Aaron Moss. Hello, Aaron. Hey there, Pat. Welcome to our festive Christmas-spirited studio. What do, you, what do you think about these decorations, Aaron? I love these decorations. I'm sitting here by the fireplace with my cocoa in hand. I'm all ready for Christmas. Yes, you have Deck the Halls, and over there's Holly. Holly. Yeah. Uh, all right. <laughs> Who's that? Holly. Where's MJ? Yep. Oh, no. MJ's under the mistletoe, baby. <laughs> She got those Christmas tree shaped ho hos. MJ's been a good girl this year. You know what I'm saying. MJ's never good. That's her whole thing. She's the bad girl. Oh, Dark Web. How can you say that? Oh, you're After always, the time we spent together. Well, you're, you're always a bad girl when I'm around MJ. I'm just oh. saying. Ooh, he's on the Santa, Santa baby. baby. <laughs> I'm more man than Peter will ever be. You can come down my chimney anytime. <laughs> well, before we go any further, and this turns into something we don't need, uh, I'm going to walk over to the nice cozy fireplace here and grab Aaron's stocking. Aaron, what's in your Christmas stocking today? What do you have for us? Well, as you may have heard in the singing intro, today is four special missions, special missioning, which means we're unwrapping... G.I. Joe Special Missions. So yes, G.I. Joe is not an unknown title, but the Special Missions, a lot of people may not know of that book. It was a secondary title that Marvel started. It came out in 1986. They had a premiere in issue 50 of G.I. Joe. They kind of showcased the first issue, and then they came out with its own series, which lasted 28 issues. While not directly tied into the main title, its main focus was to give a spotlight on a single or two characters. But the main purpose was to give you special missions. Just a quick look at, you know, one or two Joes, three Joes, whatever, on a special mission doing something. I started comics right after this started, so I picked up all the back issues. I got the trade paperback of the first seven or eight issues. Larry Hammond was writing G.I. Joe, and he had 50, 60 characters, whatever he was, he was trying to do on a monthly basis. The special missions gave him a chance to focus on maybe the lesser-known characters or just to focus on just one or two characters. And that, I think that's one reason why I really enjoy this series. To start out by month, if I'm not mistaken, and we're at 28 issues, so it didn't last a long time. Like with everything else, some weren't quite as good as others, and then others like the one I brought today was just magnificent. Aaron, do you know possibly why it stopped at 28? Was it just getting to be like too much or not a lot of people reading it? I Does believe it was sales. Okay. I don't think officially back that up. Which is kind of ironic, right? Because, I mean, that means it just got more and more special. Yeah. <laughs> this is true. The issue after this one actually is one of the ones that tied into the main series when Stalker, Quick Kick, Snow Job, and Outback was trying to free, I forget who it was, someone from a foreign country mm-hmm. and things went south and Quick Kick, Stalker, and Snow Job was captured and Outback was able to get away to let the world and the rest of the Joes know what really happened. So the Special Missions issue six actually told his story and how he got away. That's one of the few that tied into the main title. Most of the rest, like I was saying, were just 
just standalone stories that dealt with somebody else. Speaking of standalone stories, I had the team read issue number five. Issue number five was not just one of the best special mission issues, but one of the best G.I. Joe issues altogether. This one here tells a story of a Strato Viper that flies the Night Ravens and how much he's a jerk and how the Cobras dislike him and how they, they don't really get along. Comparing it to the G.I. Joe team, where you have Ace and Slipstream who get along well with the team. There's a night and day difference between the two. The Night Raven was going on a mission to try to scope out America from Cobra Island. Ace and Slipstream wanted to discourage her, if you will. And when all said and done, the difference between the two teams comes across clearly at the end. I don't remember a lot of the comics I read, just because I read so many and I've got a horrible memory, but this one here is one I remember all the time, just because it was such a great story. Mm-hmm. Delvin, what are your thoughts on this? What do you, what do you think about this one? I had never read a special mission before, so this is brand new to me, and actually, come to think of it, I don't know if I've ever read the G.I. Joe comic book in itself. I've certainly, I've what? been around. All right, I'm dead. I'm leaving. It's true. It is true. I don't think I have, because I know I don't own any. And I'm going to unfriend you. Contrary to Merry Christmas, opinion, I'm unfriending you. can't you. read them all. <laughs> read, read them some. Read them some. <laughs> it just has never been on the radar. You know, we've had these talks, because yeah. I feel the same way when people like, I haven't read a Transformers comic book. And I'm like, have you not? But that that's how I got started was Transformers. And I just didn't really get into G.I. Joe. But um, I thought the issue overall was good. And you're right. You could probably take this issue and teach an ROTC class with it. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking. It is because from the very first note that I wrote about the issue itself is I put Straddle Viper or Raven. I was like, he's an <laughs> he treated his crew like crap and just acted like he owned the universe, you know, which, you know, to be fair, is what most pilots do. But um, <laughs> had to throw that in. But he was even more easier than, you know, most pilots would act. I got to add a quick note about on the app that I viewed it on, page five was just kind of benign and talking about like how the U.S. government didn't want involvement in this mission, but they needed to deter Cobra. And Jared had told me that page five was going to be a page that like I had comments on. I'm like, why would I like that, Jared? And then I turned the page to see the actual page five. And I I was like, jet fire? It was clearly negative. The boom. Same thoughts I had then, same thoughts I had rereading this. (laughs) Freaking boo. I cannot believe that. Do your job, editors. Son of a... It's Christmas. Yeah, Yeah, Clary should have known that. Or, yeah, the very minimum, yeah, one of the editors should have said, you know, wait a minute. Yeah, somebody. Fact check this. Somebody. Because they even made it a point to mention, you know, about the fixed wing action or something like that. I'm like, okay, (laughs) clearly this this robot doesn't have (sighs) wing. See, my theory is it was the artist. Because you know the script said, hold Jetfire toy. And the artist was like, I don't know who Jetfire looks Here's I, a Transformer. I, Let me draw this. I agree <laughs> with you, Jason. But Herb Trimp has experience with the Transformers. He drew some Transformers comics. Well, then I have no idea. <laughs> and regardless whether it was Larry who wrote the wrong one or Herb drew the wrong character, as, as Delvin said, an editor should have picked up somewhere along the way and said, wait, and uh, Herb, this isn't Jetfire. We need you to redraw this one. Right. Well, wasn't there a controversy with Jetfire? Maybe they couldn't put him in. But since I don't know that, nah. Bah Humbug. <laughs> oh. Or if there was a controversy of Jetfire, then erase the name Jetfire and write in Megatron. Yeah. And so right. he turns into a gun. That's right, Ed. No. I will. Freaking tell him. 
Yeah. I think so. Candy yeah. canes are getting thrown into the fireplace here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the one panel that out of the entire issue was wrong. Delvin, put that fire poker down. Put it down. <laughs> Just okay, remember when we, when we candy cane or candy caning our interest in reading the series overall. Not this particular <laughs> issue. Not this one panel. You don't tell me how to candy cane, Jared. <laughs> <laughs> this Christmas has gone wrong. <laughs> We're only four days in. Do you even candy cane, bro? Uh, I brought the show. Oh, bro, I candy cane. <laughs> candy well, cane with just, the best of Just them. really quickly to get us back, and before I pass it on to uh, someone else, I think it's kind of tough to describe an aerial battle. You put dialogue in there to kind of describe what's going on, and I'll admit, a guy like me needs that. <laughs> I don't know about aerial combat maneuvers, and before anyone says, yes, I was in the Air Force, but not that part of the Air Force. And last, the line about one of Shadow Viper's crew calling him Mr. Mr. Air Superiority. That was freaking hilarious. <laughs> that was funny as hell. That is all I have. I never passed it to Jared. So, Jared, what do you have to say, man? I appreciate that, though. This is my first pass from Delvin. Unfortunately, didn't read it. So, oh, <laughs> oh, uh-huh. Merry Christmas, everyone. Okay. I really like this book. I was pretty excited when Aaron said that he was going to use G.I. Joe Special Missions because I agree with him. A lot of people know about G.I. Joe, but maybe a lot of people, especially younger people who weren't around in the 80s, might have missed out on Special Missions. And I think Special Missions is the bee's knees, you guys. I think it really allowed Larry Hama to, like Aaron was saying, get away from such a giant roster, explore specific characters. And I also had the feeling, I don't know if I can verify this, but I think there was some edicts from Hasbro to Larry in the regular book that you have to feature this vehicle and you have to feature oh. this person and that kind of thing. Can you define edicts for me? No. So okay. They- <laughs> Jason, if, if, if you go to a special site online, then you can. No, <laughs> no, that, no not, don't go to edicts.com. Oh, oh. <laughs> too late. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I got to say all nightgowns. Okay, so Hasbro, you <laughs> say all nightgowns. That's funny. Sorry, you got me sidetracked. Uh, edicts, Pat, you know, when people give you orders, like Hasbro oh, said, you have to okay. feature this vehicle and that vehicle, because let's be honest, the regular G.I. Joe book was a big commercial. Mm-hmm. And I think in Special Missions, they let him off the hook on that a little bit. I think he was just kind of allowed to do what he wanted, because there's several issues. Well, obviously, really he couldn't get Jetfire right. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there's several features that don't feature a lot of vehicles, where it's just a couple of characters stuck in the jungle or whatever. So I really just thought that was great. I think it let Larry breathe just a little bit, and I think that showed in the stories. I think they're more fun and more engaging than the regular book. This book specifically, Delvin hit the home run when I read it. The first thing I thought was because Delvin and I both went through Air Force ROTC, this could be a lesson. They could use this as a lesson in a class on how you treat the people who support you. So it's a great book. I love Herb Trimpey. I love Larry Hama. So this is a one-two punch that I really think shouldn't be missed. It's got a great moral at the end. If I could say it's an amusing moral at the same time somebody died, how they managed to make me kind of laugh while some dude died was pretty impressive. So, great book, great art. I appreciate you bringing it, Aaron. Let's throw it to... Because he was such a jerk. <laughs> That's right. Speaking of which, let's throw it to my brother, Jason. I really enjoyed this one as well. I think this is a good pick, Aaron. I did read Special Missions a lot in my younger years, and this was kind of a fun trip back down memory lane. I don't think I ever read this particular issue, and it was really good. I enjoyed the action. It had a really tight script. I always enjoyed Special Missions, like we talked about, because it kind of allowed you to focus on maybe three or four Joes in an issue, and this one really primarily focuses on Slipstream and Ace, and sometimes the characters that they focus 
focused on were ones you didn't see a lot of in the core comic. Once again, I think Larry Hama's military experience really shows through. I'm sure he's had a lot of experience with good leaders and bad leaders, and a lot of that, I think, kind of bled its way onto the pages here, which makes the comic just a little bit more realistic and a little bit more fun. And finally, I think the layouts were great. Like Delvin touched upon, I think it's really tough to tell a good dogfighting story in a comic, and this one really had me gripped from the first panel to the last. And you guys touched on it. It's just a really good example of good leadership leads to good performance, and poor leadership leads to you being sunk in the Gulf of Mexico. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've been there a drown. dozen times. Yeah. I think that, that this was a really great great book and a great start to our 12 Days of Crusademus. What do you think, Pat? This is day four of the 12 Days of Crusademus. <laughs> oh, is this day four? <laughs> yeah. Man. I in the last three days. <laughs> oh, man. Did I? Whoa. Well, we'll redo that. This is a great this is a great fourth day of Crusade business. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> what do you think, Pat? This is a great book. I was reading it as a kid back in the day. I was really happy because you could get, you know, two G.I. Joe issues in one month. Wow, man, oh, that was yeah. that was in heaven. <laughs> Yep. Special missions, the detail that they would go into singling out certain characters, I thought was really cool. I like, you guys mentioned it, the the difference between a good leader and a bad leader. This is definitely the book to show people that in and how being a team lead or in that kind of field and what you do, how you treat the staff can definitely make or break you. Yeah, I have a quick question. Larry <laughs> sure. Hammer, he was military, yes, officer or enlisted? He was enlisted. Yeah. Jason knows a little more because he spent a little more time time with Larry than anyone, but I want to say he was enlisted and he was like Corps of Engineers. Am I on to anything there, Jason? You're right. When I talked with him at Rose City or Emeraldsea, one of the cons up here, I talked with him a little bit and we traded some more stories and he was a Vietnam vet, was an engineer in the Army, enlisted. Okay. Yeah. Back then, enlisted men, they didn't like the way the officer was treating them. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, friendly fire. <laughs> glub, glub. I think I would like to get some more special missions of Jonesy, Peaches, and the Lobaw. Those are some sound like some really cool Joes. I don't I don't know if those are actually Joes or they're just other soldiers helping out that have some really cool code names. They do have cool code names, except for Peaches. Peaches. <laughs> There's a story there, and that There's I a story, know. Yeah, <laughs> it, might, it might end up being a good one. <laughs> Yeah, they're, they're just ground crew. They, they don't really Easy, figure. easy, <laughs> easy. How you treat that ground crew? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not saying I. Oh, look, look who's a straddle viper now, huh? <laughs> Mr. Our superiority over there. <laughs> like how Slipstream is just a really cool guy. I think uh, how he treats the team is very cool, and what he did. Since it's Christmas time and it's four days into Crusademus, which means there's still several days of Christmas shopping to do. This is your reminder, people out there, get your list done. I'm going to ask you guys, you have three choices here on your Christmas wish list, and it's still time to get it. What would you put on your wish list out of the three planes? You have the Night Raven, you have the Sky Striker, or the Conquest. Which three would you like underneath your Christmas tree this Christmas? Let's start with Aaron. 
I'm going to have to say the Night Raven. I just think it was a cooler vehicle. I mean, I liked both the Conquest and the Sky Striker, but I used to own the Night Raven when I was younger, and I thought that was a really neat toy, so I wouldn't mind having that one under my Christmas tree. Very good. Delvin? Yeah, is the Night Raven the Cobra plane? Yes. That was the coolest one, the Night Raven. That sounds very close to Night Ranger, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm breaking my heart. Maybe someone would get me some Christmas tickets to Night Ranger. (laughs) All right, Jason, how about you? I'm going to go with the Sky Striker, just for nostalgia state. Jared, I used to have that one, and I like that one. Jared? I'm going to go with the Conquest X-30, because I've owned the Sky Striker. I currently own a Night Raven, so Conquest is the only one I've never owned. So, going Conquest X-30. All right, very cool. And I'd be remiss if I didn't sing Night Raven, Night Raven. Nice. That's my Barry. Uh, it was Barry that had it was the hybrid. Spot on, thing. dude. It was spot on. You know, you bring up a good thing because I owned the Night Raven. So, oh man, I never had a Sky Striker, but my friends down the block had that. That thing was cool. Yeah, it was. I got to go with the Sky Striker. That's just the original fighter. I got to go with that. Wrong with that? Well, let's kick it back to Aaron. All right. Well, a couple of points. I believe this was the Night Raven's first appearance in the comic. And also, I was looking at uh, Joe G.I. Joe Wiki. Wiki wiki.com wiki, wiki. and <laughs> there's a section there about errors and it mentions the whole slipstream jet fires or yeah slipstream purchasing jet fire slash megatron and apparently in a couple of issues a reader is going to write in and have a no prize that apparently is no prize reason for why they made a mistake was that Slipstream's not aware of the Transformer characters. And so he planned on getting Slipstream, but got Megatron by accident. So it wasn't an error. Was the character didn't know who's who. So he said, well, here's, here's Slipstream. Well, I don't know who the hell it is. So they just they just sold Slipstream out, man. They're just like, he's an idiot. <laughs> oh, it, it, it was an error. It was uh, just, that no prize doesn't save them from that. Hate, hate, hate. <laughs> well, look at this. It was an error. That's what no prizes are for. That's a fan's way to fix an error explaining why it's not really an error. So I'm aware of what a no prize <laughs> is, Aaron. Well, that's for the people on the list that may not know. Oh, my bad. Sorry for people. I don't know if they do there. no prizes anymore. I don't think they carry more. That's no sort of So, Pat, you have 12 candy canes, one being horrible and 12 being magnificent. How many candy canes would you give this series? How interested are you in trying out this series and reading all these wonderful books? This is a series that I have read as it was coming out at the time. So, with that, i got to give this 10 candy canes. Merry Christmas. Christmas. Special missions. Let's kick it over to Delvin. For the series, I'll give it 8 candy canes. If it were the single issue itself, I would bump it up to um, 9 possibly. 10. But for the series itself, I'll give it an A. Jason? I'm kind of lining up with Pat on this one. I really enjoyed this series in my youth. There were a lot of great issues and this is one of them, definitely. I'm going to give it 10 candy canes. What about you, Jared? I'm going whole hog, fellas. This is a 12 candy caner for me. Wow. I love Very special nice. missions so much. I'm already actively seeking them all out. I just recently found the final issue, which is hard to find because I didn't do a huge print run on it. So I'm all in on special missions. Absolutely 12 candy canes. Take them all and Merry Christmas. God bless us, everyone. Tis the season. Nice, man. Did you know that every time a comic book in the 12 Days of Crusade Mist gets 12 candy canes, someone out there gets a smile on their face? <laughs> I thought you were going to say a Strato Viper drowns to death. <laughs> I don't see Larry Hama smiling, but I'm sure he's smiling on the inside. 
Well, that'll wrap it up for today's gift-giving session of the 12 Days of Crusademus. We'd love to hear from you if you are familiar with any of the comics we are covering here on the show, or if you give one of our recommendations a try. Let us know what you think. And that can be done at Twitter at Longbox Crusade, or on Facebook at Longbox Crusade, or email us at contact at longboxcrusade.com. We'll compile all the feedback for all 12 Days of Crusademus and cover it in the next full episode of the Longbox Crusade. And if you want to hear more from Aaron, where can our elves out there find you? Well, I've got my main website at headspeaks.com. Once you get there, you can click on the link for Headcast, and I've got links for each of my shows. As you mentioned earlier, there's my uh, main show, which is Headspeaks, where I talk about comics in general, movies, whatever floats my boat. Currently, I'm working on the Armageddon 2001 crossover. Then there's the show G.I. Joe, A Real American Headcast. The little show, i got a couple of guests on there every episode. Then I'll get rid of all them starting over from scratch. No. Whatever. <laughs> 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 Right. <laughs> where I cover each of the issues of G.I. Joe. Eventually, here a couple years down the road, we're going to get to the special missions, and I'll be folding those into the episodes also. Plus, we're looking at the cartoon. I've got my Task Force Dex, which is looking at the 80s, early 90s Suicide Squad and Checkmate comic books, and the Starman Manhunter Adventure Hour, where I look at the Will Payton Starman and the Mark Shaw Manhunter. You can also find me on Facebook. You can look for any of the shows individually or the Headcast Network feed in general. Or if you want to email me directly, you can email me at G.I.Joe@headspeaks.com. Thank you, Aaron, for joining us. And if you're loving Crusade Miss and didn't get a chance to listen to last year, if you scroll far enough back on the feed, you will find all 12 issues from Crusade Miss 2017. Thanks for listening, everyone. Be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what the next gift is under the tree in the festively decorated Longbox Studios. Until then, DJ Cristantos, play one of my favorite Christmas jams. Santa Claus is a big boy, he loves to rap. Number one.
I scratch with both my hands, my right and my left. Ask my man Jeff. I'm stupid deaf. clips and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended we make no money on this podcast and it is for entertainment purposes only we are just fans that like to share our love of comics somebody sing us a song christmas i don't feel like singing a song that's not the long box attitude mister (laughs) (laughs) you will sing a song Uh, when you say sing you sing Hell yeah, it's in the script. Use the script, damn it. I got the script in front of me right now. Oh, there's a script. I got a script. I'm not going to use it. I do what I want. That's damn right. Then we edited out what we want. (laughs) Also damn right. (laughs) That is true. I'll be back in uh, eight seconds, so talk crap about me as quickly as you can. Two shakes of a lamb's tail. His face, you know, his beady eyes. I think he's gone. His dumb hair. Yeah, that so. pasty skin. Ugh. Can't like, voice. Oh, man. I can't stand it when he talks. Just every time. Just oh. get him right. I like that. that. Oh. 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 Uh, hey. oh like that. Today, all we got to do is give our thoughts and opinions. Oh, I definitely have an opinion. Okay. Your opinion doesn't matter. Jared makes me do his promos now. Yeah, I, I wait. I didn't make you do anything, but uh, Matt made an awesome, awesome promo for um, my comic book, like a commercial for my comic. Really cool. Yeah, so we don't have to listen to him talk about yeah, it. Exactly. We, you, we just, hit, you guys just hit the play question? button. Just hit the play button. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can't stop me. Aaron's got most of the. You got the history and all that. History of what? No, you sure did a good show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Damn it, I got up for this. We are off to a rousing start. I do things well. What are you talking about? Well, you just get up and leave. <laughs> oh, I got a phone call. I got to go. <laughs> ah, he's never living that one down. <laughs> it was my wife. I had to take the call, man. Was like, no one's oh, trying to talk. thought on... Here's my point. It might be the most important point <laughs> I've ever made on MI6 working at. Oh, got a piss. Oh.
It, it could very well have been your most important point you've ever made, but that doesn't make it an important point. Uh, <laughs> see, this is why you don't get invited back to people's houses, Jason. Right. I want to go back to Heroes Con, so I'm 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 on Team Delvin all the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I apologize. I want to go back to Heroes Con too. Are we doing this? I think Pat. Was all right, sorry. Here. My wife was talking to me. Oh, okay. Pat was on. No, no. Keep oh, so it's okay when Pat's wife <laughs> comes in, but if my wife calls, so that was, it's a big sin. <laughs> Oh, that's not mine. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason. Merry Christmas, yeah. everybody. Oh, very funny. Thank you, Delvin, for looking that up. That's why you are the dark web, that's the me. master of the web. <laughs> not a donkey. It's master funny every time. You master of the. <laughs> wow, that's a pretty good compliment. Oh, man. Reminds me of that sign called. Hey, man. Christmas is Christmas time. Christmas. It's Christmas time in Holly Queens. Give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it away. What you want, you want to give it to your mama? What you want, you want to give it to your father? Special missions. You can read it, don't have to ask permission. Uh, so what you what you what you want? What you want? You know, these nuts. <laughs> that was fast speed. These nuts. <laughs> well, gentlemen, I smell bacon cooking, so I'm, I'm gonna go because I like you guys, but I like bacon just a little bit. More. You're listening to a very special long. Bo- blah, 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 blah. Okay, Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> <clears throat>